Welcome to Live with the Pricing Lady. I'm Janine, your hostess. This show is all about helping you build a sustainably profitable business while making an unbelievable impact on your world. Learn from my 20 years of experience and from my guests as we discuss their pricing challenges, failures, and successes. Pricing is a way of being or behaving in your business. My mission is to help you confidently charge for the value you deliver. Pricing is either hurting or helping your business. Let's make sure it's helping you reach your dreams. In this episode of Live with the Pricing Lady, we talk about five pricing best practices for your small business in 2022 and beyond. We are in unprecedented times, but that doesn't mean we can't use the same best practices that we know are effective and make a difference in your business. So not only will I talk about those best practices, but we'll take a look at some tips and tactics that you can use to get the most out of pricing in your business. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Live with the Pricing Lady, the podcast. I'm Janine, your hostess. I welcome you to this episode. We will be taking a look at five pricing best practices for your small business in 2022 and beyond. This is a solo cost episode, and this show is all about helping you build a more sustainably profitable business through better pricing practices. As I said, we're going to be taking a look at best practices in pricing, and there are many of them out there, but I've selected five that I think are the most important for most of you right now, one being small businesses and two in the times that we are in currently. So let's just dig right in and get started. The first best practice I have is that your pricing needs to be aligned. Now, this is something that most people wouldn't think too much about in, say, a first step. But when you take a step back and you look at it and you really think about it, it makes total sense. So your brand and your pricing has to be aligned and your values in your business and your pricing needs to be aligned. The actions you take in your business needs to be aligned with your pricing. Your message needs to be aligned with your pricing. So you can see that there's all these aspects within your business to which pricing must be aligned. And what we're talking about here is congruency, or you can even call it authenticity. When these things aren't aligned, what happens is customers, they may not be able to pinpoint it right off that this isn't right, but they'll get the sense that something is not quite on the up and up, and it'll affect their buying decision. It may affect in the context of a pause or they're questioning if the value is really there, but they can't really express as to why they feel that way. And so you want to make sure that these things are aligned so that you don't give them that opportunity to question the value or question your offer or question the price. So making sure that your price is aligned in all these different contexts is extremely important. One thing I always talk about with people is how important your own behavior is, your own behavior with your prices. So whether or not you give discounts, how and when you grant them, the way in which you do, or how you communicate your prices, or how you communicate pushback against pushback when you get pushback on your prices. 
So all of these things are an aspect of how people are assessing the value that you can bring and the authenticity that you have as a potential partner with them, whether they order your product or your software or your service, but they're looking to see, is this somebody or this a business that it's worthwhile for me to be involved and engaged with? So alignment is the first best practice. Now, another best practice that maybe we haven't thought too much about is pricing segmentation. One thing we like to say in the pricing world is segmentation, segmentation, segmentation. (laughs) Pricing segmentation, it really is your friend. It is so much your friend, especially if you're focused on value selling, because it gives you the opportunity to have offers for different value segments. Let me first be clear about something. Sometimes people think that automatically a marketing segment is the same thing as a pricing segment. That's not necessarily true. You can have different segments for pricing than you have for marketing. Sometimes they are the same, but you shouldn't assume that they're always the same. The pricing segment is based on purchasing behavior. Do they behave in similar ways or how does this group behave when it comes to making a purchase versus another group? Or how do they value what your offer is versus another group? That's another, say, criteria when you're setting pricing segmentation. And as I said, it's your friend because it enables you to be able to offer potential customers different offers at different value points for different prices. So one of the questions that I get all the time from people out on podcast interviews or potential clients' letters, how can I serve both clients who are at the high end and the low end with the same offer? And really the answer is that in a sense you don't, you create two different offers or two different products or a product only and a product plus a service, right? So you create different offers at price and value points that are relevant to that segment. And that will really can help you because let's face it, some people even in within a segment in a same segment, they may be looking for something that's very low value and another group may be looking for something that's high value within the same segment. So you may even have sub-segments occasionally, but I don't want to get too complicated here. I just want to help you to understand that when you segment properly, you can create offers that are going to better meet the needs of each of those segments and therefore you'll be able to have different price points and capture better value and when we say by we i mean pricing experts when we say capture better value we say people mean get more money from the people who are willing to pay for more value and for the people who aren't then you have a price that suits them so you still get the volume on that side So segmentation, if you remember anything, segmentation is your friend when it comes to pricing. Okay, let's take a look at the third best practice. Pricing must be related to the value you deliver. Regardless of which pricing method you use, cost plus or versus the competition or a value-based model or hybrid, at some level, it's always going to come back to value. 
even if you're running an economy strategy and you're trying to be the low price leader, the value in this case is being able to offer the lowest price. Your pricing always, always needs to be related to the value that your customers are seeking. Now, if your customers are seeking an exceptional experience that's beyond anything they've ever seen, then that is going to be a very different price point than if your customer is looking for the cheapest solution on the marketplace. That's why it always comes down and comes back to the value, and it has to be the value from the customer's perspective. That's also really critical. Sometimes it's easy as you know, experts in our own field, we get lost in what we think the value is, but what we believe or how we measure the value may not always be the same as how the customer sees it or measures it. And you need to make sure that you're looking at it from their perspective. The best way to do that, of course, is always to talk to your customers, to do interviews or surveys. As a side note here, I have a challenge that I do a few times a year, which I'm also making into a self-paced course, but it's all about how to do customer interviews. Keep an eye out for that. If that's something that you haven't done yet, you may want to look into it because that is how you get the best information about who your people are and what they truly value in a solution. So pricing must be related to the value that your offer delivers. Let me make one other point on that before I move on. (laughs) And that is that we have to be very clear that value and features and benefits are two different things. So features and benefits are fairly easy and what most people kind of extract and use when they talk about value communication. But the reality is the value communication is actually one step further than the benefit or the feature. It's actually what does the customer get out of it? The benefit of working with, let's say, a public speaking coach is that you can speak more confidently. But the value of that is that it's going to help you get that promotion at work. And that promotion at work is if you get a 15% promotion or a salary jump out of that promotion, that 15%, that's the value, right? The value is the time you save by working with a coach as opposed to trying to do that work yourself. Same thing with a product. If your product has a button on it that has a special functionality, that functionality and benefit is great if it has an added value for the customer. Does it save them time? Does it help them earn more money? Does it help them reduce the risks? You know, that is where the value is found. So remember, the functions, the features, the benefits of your offer, product, service, software, or otherwise, are not the value. It's what people get out of those things that's the value. It's a really important distinction. Best practice number four, is that your pricing needs to be fair. Now, this is a a best practice that is near and dear to my heart because it's funny. I hear people say this all the time. They're like, I really just want to have a fair price. But oftentimes what people mean when they say they want a fair price is they mean that they want to have a relatively cheap price for their customer. And in my book, that's not usually a fair price. Now, why might I say that? 
fairness implies that it's equally valuable for both parties. And if your definition of a fair price is the cheapest price you can bear to give your customer, that's not very fair to you. In reality, it may even not be very fair to them because if you have too low of a price, then your business isn't going to be profitable enough for you to continue to be there in the future. And if they really love what you offer, they won't be able to come back to you. You won't be there because you have gone out of business. A fair price is one that is fair to both your business and your customer. It needs to be a reflection as you know what I'm going to say, yes, yes, it needs to be reflecting the value that you deliver. But it has to be fair to both of you. It has to make sense and be profitable for your business as well as be good value for them. Let's look at the last number five best pricing practice. And that is that your prices need to change. You're always thinking, what, Janine, that's not really a practice. Well, actually it is because one of the biggest thing that small businesses forget or don't know, sometimes it's one, sometimes the other, and maybe a little bit mix of both, is, or don't accept even, this is another version of that, is that their prices need to change sometimes. In fact, most businesses, they need to change regularly. Now, depending on your industry, regularly can be daily or hourly, or it can be yearly or every two years. Generally, I wouldn't go beyond every two years, but your prices need to change. And if you don't accept that as a fact of doing business, then you are going to do everything you can to resist making those changes and it's going to hurt your business in the medium and short and long term. You may feel like it's not hurting your business in the short term, but oftentimes it it will. And and here's why, because you assume that if you raise your prices, fewer people will buy. Well, in some circumstances, like ones we're seeing in the past year and maybe into the next year as well, is that there are, in many cases, there are fewer people spending money on certain things. And if there's fewer people, then it stands to reason that you'll have fewer customers buying things. So the market is already shrinking. And that's outside of your control to some extent. If you change your price or if you hold your price, then that same price as you had before times a fewer number of customers is a lower profit in the end, right? But if you know that you're going to have a few less customers and you raise those prices a little bit, you may be able to make a bit more money even with fewer customers. Of course, you have to run numbers to understand that. But of course, if you're in a position where you are resisting the need to change prices, then you may wait too long to make that change and kind of miss the boat on that. Remember, there are lots of ways to raise prices without just adding 10% to your price. I encourage you in this context to be creative in what you do talk to your customers, understand what they need once again, understand what they value because in this time of great change, what customers value is completely different in many ways than it was 
say two or three years ago. If you haven't adjusted your offer to that, then you are in a difficult situation. It may be not only that your prices need to change at times, but your offer needs to be adapted to those changes as well. And that can also make it easier than to implement price changes. But again, if you're resistant or if you believe that you shouldn't change your prices, then you're going to delay making changes that are necessary. Those delays can actually put you further behind in terms of not earning enough profit to keep things going and keep things moving in your business. Of course, that's not what we want for you. That, ladies and gentlemen, is what I wanted to share with you. Those were five best pricing practices for your small business in 2022 and beyond. If you've enjoyed this, please be sure to leave me your comments. Also, if you've got questions, pop them in the comments below or head on over to thepricinglady.com and you can leave your comments there for me. I wish you all the best, everyone. Have a great time and as always, enjoy pricing. Thank you for listening to this episode of Live with the Pricing Lady, the podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, rate, review, and subscribe to it, then share it with your friends and colleagues. I love hearing back from you listeners. If you've got comments, questions, or topic ideas, go on over to thepricinglady.com and contact me there. Not sure where to start when it comes to improving pricing and profits? At thepricinglady.com, you can download a copy of my self-assessment pricing scorecard. Find out where it's going well and where you can begin improving. Or just simply book a discovery call with me. There we can discuss what's up with pricing in your business and how I might be able to help you. Thanks once again for joining. Remember, pricing can hurt or help your business. Let's make sure it's helping you reach your dreams. See you next time. And as always, enjoy. Price it.